0: Hi guys, thanks for tuning in, it's Archer Sear with the Justice Speaks Up podcast. This is the first of a series that I'm going to start, which is basically just audio notes that I'm taking during my travels as I go out to different states and attempt to speak to families and advocate for them. Uh, I just came back from New York City and uh, some surrounding areas in that state, including up by the Canadian border. and this experience it was a hard trip Uh, we had a lot of um, obstacles that we had to overcome but the one thing i took away from this trip is that the money that we are discussing the title IV funding and the adoption incentives that the states are using to balance their budgets and put into other programs it seems to me that we really need to start taking a hard look at investing in the American condition of families. I believe that poverty is not a crime, and it seems to me that there's so much wealth in America that we should be able to offer grants to families who are struggling financially to maintain their homes or better the lives of their family instead of having these agencies walk in and penalize families for being poor. As we all know, there are a lot of nonprofit agencies that rebuild countries, uh, you know, villages in other countries and whatnot, but I just don't see it happening here in America. And I think we need to start supporting our own infrastructure, and this would have such a ripple effect uh, in bettering the lives of the American families and our society as a whole. I was lucky enough to meet with a family that had their children removed and, you know, they have lots of love for their children. Our bottom line, our finances should not depict on the amount of love we have for our children or our desire to parent children. As I work this project and try to evaluate the factors that need to go into creating a uh, legislation uh, bill, I realize that we must request these agencies uh, or our, our governance to take a portion of this and create a, a fund, a grant fund, for reinvesting in America and their families, and uh, I'm going to be looking into that a little further. I have a couple of other trips in a couple other states that I'm going to be doing, and really talking, and matter of fact, this trip has actually changed my line of questioning as far as trying to reach out and talk to parents, which is identifying, really identifying the factors that prevent their children from coming home, and trying to vigorously try to get some of these agencies to talk to me not a a lot of the agencies will even take our calls um and as you know it's that creates a one-sided uh investigation and so again i'm really encouraging anyone from you know assembly offices uh senators governors uh you know congressmen CPS any of these agencies or even better yet a lot of these nonprofits that are receiving grants From the government to provide community services to these families excuse me and the one thing I'm trying to figure out is Why is there a gap? Why if these nonprofits are receiving government contracts to provide services to families in America? How is that being overlooked? How is the moment children are taken, why is that whole portion that CPS is obligated to do, which is to align parents with services in their community in order to meet the objectives of their service plan for having their children taken? And until I can get someone on the phone, the only thing I can think of is that it's not in the best interest of the agency to see these parents meet these objectives because then the children can be adopted out. And as we know from previous podcasts, that's approximately $107,000 per child. Per child, excuse me. Now, I really don't want to believe that these children are being taken specifically for. Monetary gain, but until these agencies can get on the phone and discuss these factors with me and go over the paperwork including you know the recent two thousand and eighteen presidential budget uh, a lot of the paperwork the the, the paperwork of the families uh, the the guidelines for how CPS is supposed to operate a lot of these documents are not adding up and is this just a gap in services that we're looking at or is this truly something more maniacal to the future families that I'll be interviewing I think it's in your best interest to be forthright and not ashamed of your income and if poverty or the lack of finances has created an obstacle for your children to be returned I would really like you to share that with me Uh, I think the more forthright people can be, uh, the better this project can be built to assist and address the gaps that is seeming to come forward as we look into this project. As I lock down financing for this project, I can see that there are a few families that I personally will be giving grants to in order to uh, improve the living conditions in their homes so they can get their children back because again poverty isn't a crime and this is all about family reunification and assisting families with overcoming any obstacles that's needed to reunite their families I'm also going to be reaching out to anyone that works in these type of nonprofits, and asking them to come on and lend input. uh, Because I I want this to be well rounded. And so far, I feel it's been pretty one sided. And I believe in fair and balanced journalism. So I am continuously on the hunt to get some individuals to speak to me and give their input, the ones that are dealing daily with these individuals, I think it's important that they are heard. And they know firsthand what the boundaries are that are creating families from not being reunited so again if you work with any agencies contact me at justicespeaksup.us through the website Uh, my phone number is there i really don't take a lot of incoming calls right now from unidentified numbers and we do prefer everything to be done in writing the one thing about this project that i want people to maintain a focus on is that our objective is to focus on reunification of family for the children this project focuses on the children And all children should have the right to be raised with their siblings, to know their mother and father, to be in touch with their own cultural roots. And what we are forgetting is that children do not know poverty. They don't know wealth. They don't know any of these factors that are being used against their parents to separate their families. They just know love. That's it and they know they love their mother and father, they know they love their siblings, and many of these children are fractured. And from what I can see, they are, this is breeding a culture of dysfunction, a generation of dysfunction. And with the epidemic rate that children are being taken in some of these states, this can no longer go unaddressed. It must be addressed. And from what I can see from my experience talking to these families, And again, many of these families that are the most angry will not come on the podcast. But what I can see is that if this continues at the rate it is, these agencies are going to be met with some type of confrontation at some point. And as I work this project, the thought runs in the background like white noise that Some part of me thinks that this is preventing some type of conflict here on U.S. soil, that these parents are eventually going to rise up against these congressmen and senators and these offices. And, you know, if we can have a woman's march that was in the millions, millions of people attended. Imagine how many people would walk on these offices of these assemblymen, congressmen, senators, the White House, in order to get these children back. I can tell you from being in the field and talking to people that they have had enough. And this is my attempt to prevent any type of conflict that could lead to any kind of uh, harm to anyone or unrest And I think that at the core of this project is to maintain peace and find some type of peace between these parents, these broken families, their extended family, and these uh, policymakers and the people making these decisions. And as we move forward, I just want you to listen to how broken these people are and put yourself in their shoes, have empathy for their situation, and... Ask yourself, what would you do if this was your family? And I think what one element was that you know created this project was that there was such a large lack of empathy with these agencies or they are bound by the limitations of their office. And as people kept going up and up and up the ladder, all they see is senators, congressmen, assemblymen, the, you know, even as far as the federal level, they can't get any relief. And I've looked at their court documents. They have, some of them have recordings of what took place in the courtroom. And yet, when they go and get their transcripts, the transcripts have been altered. So, what we have essentially are courts, family courts, are running by their own set of rules. And allowed to falsify even the transcripts. There's one case in California where, you know, they're literally being denied their transcripts. So just the basic elements of a justice system, certainly for anybody representing themselves pro se in family court, they're being met with just resistance. I don't see how this is going to fix anything. I truly don't. And real briefly, thank you to everyone for being patient as we took a wake off from podcast uh, uh, episodes to focus on some infrastructure and travel. I mean, after all, podcast isn't difficult to get up, Um, but uh, this week it was necessary. Uh, So moving forward, we're going to start putting out another podcast, one per day. We have some interviews lined up to every one of you that are on the waiting list. Thank you for your patience. I also want to thank everyone who is giving feedback via email at the justicespeaksup.us website. We're going to be putting up some t-shirts for those of you who are supporting this project. And just know that, that will those funds will get reinvested uh, back into assisting many of these families with improving their living conditions, uh, legal fees, and the small nuts and bolts that it takes to continue to put out this podcast. So uh, just a few notes off the top of my head, and uh, I know these next uh, few uh, field notes won't be fancy uh, because, you know, I'm in the field, might not be the best audio, but it's the, the content that matters and continuing to document this journey. Thanks again to everyone who is supporting this project and taking the time today to tune in. And until next time, everyone take care of yourselves.